0: All right, happy Mother's Day. We're gonna get started. You ready for the lie of the day? I'm gonna get you out of here by 10. It's not gonna happen, but I'm gonna tell you it's gonna happen so it's gonna happen, okay? Happy Mother's Day. Uh, Wanted to start off. We're gonna have some fun, okay? We're gonna have some great times. We're gonna start off with announcements. Uh, First announcement, is uh, important. We've been announcing it forever. Uh, Camp Rock do all that stuff, but first announcement is the Mexico training that's happening. Uh, very soon, if you want to go on that trip, uh, you have to go to these training meetings. If you haven't like already signed up, um, cause I, I'm not like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm in thing. I got my hands in things, but I don't like see it. I just, uh, Jan told me that like, we're basically full on the next trip. Like, are we full? Do you know that? I don't know. I'm going to say we're basically full. So if you want to go, like, you need to talk to her like right now. Like it's, it's very important. So, um, uh, what is the date? It's the 15th. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Who makes the announcements in this church? Um, so, uh, yeah, so go to the next Sunday, right? Is that next? Go next Sunday after second service. Um, yeah, I'm prepared. So, uh, go next Sunday after second service. Great time. Sign up. There's forms in the back. Uh, tell Jan that you're going to be there or me if you already haven't. If you you signed up, you paid, you're good. But if you haven't and you're like, oh, I really want to go, but you know, I hear uh, Rock Bible, we do things late, and that's true for a lot of things, not one of those things. So, so, uh, nextly, Secondly, importantly, uh, the Turners are leaving us, <laughs> and, and we want to throw them a party because you know because we want to pretend that we're happy and stuff. So uh, come the 22nd, and uh, it's after second service. So if you come to first service, feel free to you know you can come to the first service if you want to go home, but come back after, right after second service. Come in the fellowship Uh, You know nothing crazy. Hot dogs, cake. Um, You know, they're not here, let's talk about them Like, you know, they're going to be leaving, they're driving Don't give them, like, a lamp, you know Like, if you want to give them something, like, I don't know, they haven't asked Give them money, like, or Amazon, yeah, something like that But nothing's expected, this is just like a hey... We love you. They're going to be here the rest of the month, but like if you haven't figured it out, like the calendaring yet, like the 29th, is that it? I obviously don't know dates, but the 29th is Memorial Day weekend. Everyone is gone. Teresa's gone, but Bryce is going to be there, so uh, we wanted to kind of give them their best shot of leaving, so um, come to that big, big event. Um, in the email, there's a little sign up if you want to let us know just so that we can have enough for you, but we know, you know, just, just more, more importantly is be there, and if and love them, all that good stuff. So I've made it um, here at Rock Bible. I officially am at the point where I could say, I have no idea what I'm going to preach on Sunday. What should I preach on Sunday? Let's look back at what I preached last Mother's Day because I've done that here. And that's, that's pretty remarkable as a pastor. So I was looking and that guy was crazy. He barely talked about moms and he tried to make this like this about everybody and whatever. I don't care. Happy Mother's Day. Today's all about you. Uh, it's wonderful. Amazing. Um, uh, housekeeping. If you need to leave, I know you got a date at the Chili's or wherever you're going, just leave. Nobody cares. Grab The only thing I'm asking is grab like eight flowers. If you're going to see mom, grab her a flower. Tell them it's from you. I don't even care. If you already got one, tell them it's from us. But it's fine other than that. Uh, either way, we're going to get going. I'm going to try, like I said, I'm going to try to get you out of here by (laughs) 10 But open up your Bibles while I pray. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 decided we're not going to talk about prostitutes today. Congratulations. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 12. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you so much for moms. Thank you for my mom. Thank you for all of my moms, because I got a few. They're all wonderful, and they're all amazing, and I certainly would not be here if it wasn't for them. Uh, Thank you so much for everything you've given us. Thank you for so much for the blessings that you give us, and through our moms, God. I pray for all these things in your name. Amen. I I Googled in the search to find out what I'm going to preach on today. I was Googling. Um, top gifts to give your mom, top things you could do for your mom on Mother's Day. And all of those were boring. Uh, they were all the stuff you've heard a thousand times. You should give them chocolate. Wow. You should make him breakfast raw. So I, I said, uh, <laughs> this is going to be some good advice, right? I said, uh, teenager's guide to Mother's Day, right? And this is by a teenager. So I, I took out some stuff and I added some stuff, but here's the top four. Are you ready? You want to write this down, right? Top four, don't cook. And, and this is great advice. Remember, this is great advice. And, and, and uh, there's, there's, you know, you're not sure if it's terrible advice or good advice. And I was like, what? Don't cook? What are you talking about? It's a description, right? And this teenager said, don't cook. You're going to mess up anyway. You're going to burn the toast. You're going to make a mess. You're going to do all these ditches. And they're, they're going to appreciate it, but you know, just don't cook. Right? Uh, helpful examples. This is alternatives, right? This teenager, smart person. This is where I was like, wait, this guy actually kind of knows what you're talking about. Do cooking together. Do, do all everything. Do the shopping for that day together. And throughout the day, the, the cooking, the cleanup, everything together. And then through that entire process, say how terrible it is and how amazing the mother is that they go through this every single time. I was like, wow, this teenager gets it actually, <laughs> right? Uh, I started off not so strong, right? But three, right? Uh, d- don't buy. Uh, d- oh, don't uh, don't do. Oh, don't do the laundry. I can't read my own handwriting. I'm right, right? Don't do it, their laundry, right? And I was like, that's like the thing you do. Do their laundry. Appreciate. Uh, Keywords. Uh, you're gonna mess it up. Uh, once again, there's there's a there's a running tr- thread here, right? You're going to mess it up. You're going to put the colors with the not colors and you're going to put the delicates with the non-delicates, and you're going to ruin it, right? Health examples? Alternatives? That one was blank, right? So let's keep going, right? Number two, Wordle. Uh, this is an important one. This is the one I added, right? Wordle. Is you got to give them the wordle of the day, but you got to be sly about it because if you tell them it, they're gonna feel bad, they're gonna feel cheated, and it's not gonna help them out. You got to slip it in like Inception, you know, throughout the day if you're doing stuff, just slip it in, and then they're gonna do it, and they're like, I wanna try this random word, and oh wow, honey, look what I got, right? I got it in two, wow, wow, you're so amazing, right? I think you, no, I don't know what you're talking about, right? So that's number two. Number one, never take advice from a teenager or a 34. year old man, right? So do whatever you feel is right, whatever your mom appreciates it. If they feel like they need dinner, take them out to dinner. If they need to cook, take them to cook. Do everything they need because it's their wonderful blessings to God, uh, from God, uh, and do all everything that, that you know that they will appreciate. Uh, so are we ready for the actual sermon of the day, right? Okay, let's go. First Corinthians 12, 1 through 31. And you've probably heard this. This is a lot about spiritual gifts in the context of spiritual gifts. You You want to learn about that? We've done it. Look it up. On the website, we've actually talked about this before. But in the context of Mother's Day, I think it's a crucial lesson that we all need to learn. Uh, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Remember a uh, month, two, three months, whenever I preached, light, I was talking about how, hey, you are becoming like you worship. You become what you worship. And Scott talked about this last week, two weeks ago, a million years ago. You, whatever you anoint, Whatever you set aside, you make special, that's what you become. So if we, spend, if we say, hey, God is special, you want to become like God. If you say Jesus is amazing and I put him on a throne, you're going to naturally become like that, right? So that's what he's saying. If you want mute idols and that's what you make special, you become mute idols, right? Verse 3, therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Um, There are so many denominations in the world. And I don't know if you know this, and a lot of people don't. I did not take a class on every single religion in this world. People ask me questions about all these denominations, all these things, like I did, but I didn't, right? Uh, In researching those, denominations and researching those churches and religions and stuff, because not everyone claims to be Christian, right? right? Uh, I, I look up a couple things. This is number one. What's their view of Jesus? And, and, and this passage kind of backs that up, right? You're looking at a church to go to if you're moving or if you're doing something, if you're visiting a church, if, if mom's looking for a church or whatever. What's their view of Christ? The very first question you ask a church, what's your view of Christ? Why? Oh, Christ is, he's okay. But we do a lot. We do a lot of work in society, and we do this, that, the other thing, and music's important to us, art's important to us. Jesus is okay. You go to that church? We're impactful. We do so much. We give to charity. We do all these things. Jesus, he's kind of crazy. He did some weird things. Red flag, the reddest of flag, that, that, uh, yeah, yay in a church, right? And likewise, hey, hey, you know what? This church doesn't have everything together. You know, when I came to Rock Bible like 20 years ago, whatever it was, you know, I'm talking to people. And the first thing, because we're crazy people, right? The first event we go to is the family meeting. And they're talking about problems in the church and budgeting and all the things, right? And, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm talking to Giuseppe at the time, the student ministry director at the time, and I'm talking to Scott, and we're just sitting there. Do we even want to come to this church? Man, we have so many issues, and we still have so many issues. You know what we got? Christ-centered. Is it going to be okay? Yeah. Is everything great? Is everything great? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stuff's not going to work and this is going to be broken and that's going to be broken and the slide's wrong and and all these things, but guess what? We're Christ-centered. And if that right there is good, life's going to be okay. We're on the right track. Now let's keep going. Verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit... And there are a variety of services, but the same Lord. That's why, hey, that church can do this good. We can do this good. That church over there can do this and this and that and that and the other thing. We all got the same God. Who cares if if I fight with that pastor and who cares if I're in that and all those situations. At the end of the day, we all have to serve God. We all serve the same God, right? But the same Lord, verse 6. And there are varieties of activities, but it is... It is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, And to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the Spirit. So he's going into, starting into the spiritual gifts, right? To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the works of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another. Uh, to uh, to interpretation of tongues, verse eleven, and these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individual individually as He wills. I've seen a lot of people analyze uh, passages like this, passages that talk about spiritual gifts, and say these are the spiritual gifts. This is all-encompassing; everything that's in here is, and it's a complete list. Uh, I would say you missed the point. If that's the point, uh, great. You know, If that's what you focus on, wonderful. What's the point of that is that last thing, that last verse, right? All these empowered, everything, all the spiritual goods, everything you talk about, all your gifts, wonders, abilities, everything that you're good at by one, Jesus, and the same Spirit who apportions it, each one individually, Unique, special, right? Appointed. Uh, you, you, it's purposeful. Not everyone can do what you do, moms. <laughs> right? Uh, it doesn't matter. Ooh, I was about to get political. I went to Florida the other day, right, uh, and who uh, up. Okay, uh, and uh, who apportions to each one individually as He wills? There's someone overlooking everything. That had a plan. Who said, "Man, uh, you need a mama, and I gave you one. And, and and you, you're you're a mother, and I and you are a wonderful individual. And I'm going to give you these gifts. I'm going to give you these abilities to accomplish the job that I gave you." <laughs> Wonderful, amazing. Let's keep going. Verse 12, let's keep talking about this. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is the same in Christ. So think about your actual human body. There's a lot of parts. There's a hand part, a foot part, and a stomach part, and a head part, and all those parts, right? It, it's not, it's, it's, all, it's, it's one body. It's one system. When you get older, and I hit 30 like 20 years ago, right? And you start realizing that when your back hurts, your foot hurts. And when your arm hurts, your head hurts. And you have a headache, and then your toe hurts. And you're like, yeah, that's just what happens. If that happened to me when I was 20, I'd be like, I need an ambulance. This is wrong. Things are happening, right? It's just what it is. Everything is one in part. Remember, uh, you go to a church, you ask that very important question, what do you view of Christ? They tell you. Now, what is happening here? For just as the body is one and has many members, and all members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. What's your view of Christ? What's your view of the body of Christ? Holy cow, do so many churches hate churches. I have met so many pastors who their sole plan, you go to seminary and you go to college and you do all these things, their sole plan is to find an alternative to church. Their sole calling is, is to say, church is bad. This doesn't work. You know what works is if we meet at Starbucks at 11 a.m. Uh, sometimes on Tuesdays and we'll, we'll talk, and that's our church. There's a plan, there's focus. In what though? How do you view Christ? How do you view his body? Are we a part of it? Are you an essential part of Christ's body? That without it, it's not just about, hey, the foot's gone now. It's, hey, the foot's gone and now the hand has to do extra work. The foot's gone and now the whole body isn't working right. Crucial, essential for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews and Greeks, slaves and free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you're born. It doesn't matter if you're in U.S. of A. or Africa or Australia. It does not matter. You're baptized into one spirit. Your gifts provided by one spirit, your role provided by one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not the eye, I do not belong to the body. And if Brent says he is not Scott, he shouldn't be up here. And if if random girl walks in and says I'm not Nicole, I shouldn't be doing women's ministry. That would not make it any less part of the body. I added a little verse. Did you catch it? Right verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, where would the where would there be sense of hearing? If everyone is Scott, <sighs> he's not here. We can talk, we can laugh. It's okay, right? I won't tell him you laughed, right? Like, if everyone is Brent, dear Lord, shut the door. Lock it. We're done. If everyone is one part of the body, it ain't working. Diversity, it's other thought, other practices, ideas coming to the table, right? If the whole body weren't here, where would there be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. The king of biology decided it. He made the science that we're trying to use against him, right? (laughs) Oh, backstep, sorry. 19, if all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker, are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. The people that we appreciate the, le- the least, that deserve the most honor. Have we caught on, guys? I know we're a little slow sometimes. Deserve the most They bestow the greater honor and our president parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. We need each other. Need. It's not a want. It's not a best practices. It's not a, hey, let's try to fill the table. It's not a, hey, to to progress and to look better and to anything like that. It's, I absolutely, positively cannot do this without others. Man I wish I could listen to myself say that later on today, because I know I'm going to forget it, right? Uh, verse 26, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you Are the body of Christ, just in case we forgot, just in case we forgot and missed it or whatever like that. And everything he's saying about Christ is true with the body of Christ. And everything that's true with the body is true with the body of Christ and your actual body and all the things, right? And God has appointed the church in in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping. And ministrating and various kinds of tongues, all of those are dependent on one another. If you heal for the sake of healing, if you come and preach, but there's nothing to preach, if the apostles show up, but they never get off the boat and they're just fishing for the rest of their lives, what happens? Every single one of those needs each other. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in church uh, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, and gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all eyes and ears? Remember this, right? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you still more excellent ways. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen folks, we're going to get out of here at 10, I believe it, right? Uh, We got some fill-ins for you today. Um, uh, First off, I wanted to encourage all of you, not just mothers, because I honestly, truly know it's beyond a belief that you are in the position that God has you in for a reason. If there's any reason that you doubt that, I hope that you take this verse, uh, this passage, and these words to heart. Firstly, most importantly... And man, <laughs> you know, did I, you know, if I wanted to get political, I could, but hey, I'm not gonna, cause you know, I don't want to, um, if I want to, but, um, you are gifted by design. You are gifted by design. That could be a sermon series on its own. Think about those words throughout today. You are gifted by design. If you break down every single one of those words, it could be a sermon series. You. It's not all of us. It's you. Right? Although everyone is created, God spent time and purpose and functionality to make you. We, and for good reason, we spend a lot of talking about talking about us. And originally, when I had these, I, want, I had the words "we" said we are gifted by design. That's absolutely true, but it misses something. It, it, it takes all of us, and sometimes we forget. We look at the forest and we forget about the trees. That hey, yes, we as a church and as a body are all here. For a reason, the body of Christ is here for a reason. The foot of Christ is here for a reason. The hand of Christ is here for a reason. The nose, the throat, every single part of the body is here for a reason. This passage is all ta- is talking about individuals in the greater scheme of everything and everybody right? We we have this, um, moms have this crazy, like, uncanny, just canny ability to take on this gift, this design, that they were living to do it. They were born to do it. It's wonderful. I, I, I want to read this verse to you, but I really want you to look at verse 11, too. Because it's talking about, uh, that's the verse that I broke down, that, it, hey, it's his will and all that stuff. But I wanted to look, look at verse 4 through 6. It says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but is the same God who empowers them all in every one. How in the world do single moms do it? How in the world Do moms do it? How in the world does anyone not only figure out their own stuff, but like get a kid and like grow them? That's a miracle. Literally. Why is it a miracle? But it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone by God's grace mothers do a good job and kids live and kids thrive and somehow we are all here voluntarily and not asleep and not just getting starved. Like not do- the grace of God I, gosh, this isn't, I, I, I talk, you know, it's not, it's not even politics, right? It's, it's this idea of chance, right? If you believe that there's a plan, you're going to approach everything differently. If you honestly, truly believe that by chance, humanity is here, you're going to approach life differently. If you don't, logically, that doesn't make sense. If, if the earth is simply the result of an infinite attempts to create life, and we are here because that point, million zeros, 1% chance happened, you approach life differently. But if we approached life with, hey, I am gifted by design? That changes things. See, when I I started ministry, I started ministry, I like technically I started ministry at like 13 14. I was like young, right? I was like helping out kids, right? I really was like paid internship like on staff doing student ministries when I was like 16 17, right? So at 16, 17, I'm I'm hanging out with people that are either my age or older than me, right, because I'm teaching seniors, and one of the scariest parts of my job happened about two or three weeks after I started. A mom came in and wanted to talk to me about her son and how he's figuring out what drugs are, and he's figuring out what all these things with women are, and he's doing all these things, and Brent at a 17-year-old level who grew up in a private school and grew up in San Ramon, is trying to give advice to this mom about how to mom. Dear Lord, do I wish I knew what I, remember what I said, because we would all have a good laugh. I'm sure it was terrible. I Terrified. From that point on, absolutely terrified. I'm, I'm afraid to do anything. When parents come up to talk to me, I am like, hey, see ya, right? And I walk away because I'm like, oh, don't talk to me about things, right? And, 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 and I got nervous and I, I talked to my boss at the time and I was like, what do you say? What do you do? And he looked at me and he said, you got to always remember who puts you here. And I said, well, you hired me, you know Always remember who puts you there. God puts you in the situation. I'm old enough to get it. Right? Sometimes, as parents, where's the book? There's no idea. I've been praying for my kid for years. What do I do? I've been doing this, I've been doing everything right, and it ain't working. What do I do? I don't know. I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, Second lie of the day, ladies and gentlemen. You are exactly where you're supposed to be because the creator, king, and master of the universe said so. You are gifted by design. Why? Why? Why are we gifted? Well, that goes right into number two. We are designed to gift. We are gifted by design. We are designed to gift. And I know if you're smart, if you've been in church long enough, you're going to be sitting up up there and you say, oh, this is the ask. Oh, we need more volunteers in kids ministry or braces leaving. We need more people in the band. Absolutely. Of course. Uh, You all know that we should be serving in church. You know what I mean? Like that's just, I don't need to tell you that, right? Uh, More so, remember... We are the body of Christ. When does the foot stop becoming the foot? When Not on 1030 on Sunday? Church is over. I did my thing for the week. I helped out with kids. Moms, you get this more than anybody. You are a mom, period. When? Where? Why? How? <laughs> Doesn't matter, you figure it out. Dads, you're a dad, period. Doesn't matter if your kid turns 18, they're still gonna call you because they don't know how to do things, they get nervous. Sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, people that pray, people that teach, people that love, people that care. That is a job, period. It's not just something that we do on Sunday morning or Tuesday night or Wednesday night or whenever you minister or do whatever. It is a thing that we are. We are teachers. That role goes beyond just what happens here. Folks, if casual if community, if compelling only happens on a Sunday morning, compelling, casual, and community does not happen. You get what I just said? If compelling, casual, and community only happens on a Sunday morning, compelling, casual, and community does not happen. If the only time I am compelled to follow Christ is between 9 and 12 or whatever, I'm not compelled to follow Christ. If the only casual I ever see where I could just come as I am and I got, man, I got some mess ups. Is on Sunday morning, casual is not happening. I'm judging throughout the week. I'm, 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 I'm putting unrealistic boundaries on myself and all these craziness. If community, if the only time I see Christians is on Sunday morning, community ain't happening. If that is who we are, that happens 24 7. I am casual. I am compelling. I am community, period. If you, if you missed everything and anything of what I said today, I want to wrap it up in this. And, and if you don't like bad English, just bring it up with Monday morning Brent because he thought this was, I don't know, right? What's the takeaway from today? We need to depend and, de- and be dependable. Depend on, I don't know, I thought it was cool. as one words and blah, 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 right? I don't know. Depend and be dependable. What's your problem with that? I've been alive long enough to know every single person has an issue with one of those two words. I am great at asking for help, but if I'm honest with myself, people trust me with things, they probably know that I'm not gonna get it done. They probably already have backups, they have backups to their backups. Yeah, I'm I'm really good at, at depending on things, but I'm called to something greater. And we're sitting here and saying, that's wrong, but I could do everything on my own, and that's good, and I'm dependable, and I'm reliable, and if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And we, and I'm going to say I'm putting myself in... I am terrible at depending on people, putting my neck on the line and saying, I'm going to fail if I don't believe this person, if I don't trust this person. If I honestly believe that, I'm doing it myself. My job's on the line, I'm doing it myself. What's the problem with that? An ear cannot see. Cannot. It's not good. It's not bad at it. It's not like, oh, it's it's okay. He's trying. It cannot see. And I cannot hear. Impossible by design. I cannot be a mom. I can't do it. It's not that I'm not good at it. It's not that I'm like set up to fail. By design, I need someone to do it. And that's the absolute truth in church. And that's the absolute truth in your family. And that's the absolute truth in every aspect of your life. You are gifted in a very certain, very particular, very purposeful way. Set up not to fail, but to succeed with others. Designed to succeed with others. We need moms. We don't honor them enough. We need dads. We don't honor them enough. We need kids, we need brothers, we need sisters, we need people who can pray and people who could babysit kids and people who could teach. We need people who can usher. We need people who who could just give and we need people who can play instruments and are talented. And I hate people like that cuz I'm right and we need people like that. Why? Because dear Lord, you heard him. If Scott is the worship pastor, he starts singing, we're closing the doors. I'm gonna be the first one out of here. If he's singing on a Sunday morning, we're locking the doors. I promise you that, guys, right? Cannot, by design, do it. That is not degrading. That is not a deprival of what you can do. That's freedom. Saying, I have the design, purpose, gift, calling to. And that is the most freeing thing ever. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for moms. We thank you for the ability, the gifts, everything that you've equipped them with, God. And I thank you and I pray that we recognize where those gifts come from, God. I pray that we recognize that all the gifts that you have given us that we can use for your glory, God, that we, can, we cannot be selfish, that we cannot uphold them and, and hold on to them ourselves, but we could say, wow, look how good and how great our God is, that this wasn't an accident, that this wasn't something that I did, that this wasn't something that, that, that science, whatever, I mean, but it's something that the creator, designer of the universe put into place. That this plan of motherhood, of fatherhood, of whatever it is, fill in the blank, was designed on purpose. There is no plan B that we absolutely positively need one another. We cannot, should not succeed with one another, God. That we drive to, to the goal of whatever that goal is, God, that we, we drive towards it with speed and numbers, God, that we take someone along with us and say, hey, man, I can't do this, but I know you can. Hey, Missy, I need prayer, and you are a great prayer, and I'm terrible at it, and I need you. It's designed that way, that, that if we are the people That that struggle with responsibility, that we are the people that struggle with accountability or dependability, God, that we accept the higher calling of filling that spot, no matter how others may view it, that you designed us for that spot. And we accept that role, and we pursue it with all, all might. And, and for others, God, if we're the people who aren't good at depending on others, that we value every other person in our lives every single day, that we recognize that we aren't that great, and we are designed not to be that great. There's one perfect person, and that's you, God, that we chase after you, God, and, and that we just honor one another. We honor that our mothers, God, and we honor everyone throughout every single day of our lives, God, depending on what the day says, Father. Pray for this offering, God. May it be a blessing and honor to you, God, and pray that if anyone here is a guest or visiting, that they feel no obligation to give, but simply recognize what we do as a church family, God. Pray for all these things in your name, amen. Happy Mother's Day. Remember, grab the flower. You know, some of you need to grab like two flowers for your mom or three flowers. I get it. You know, So make sure you do that. Uh, remember, Mexico training. We got the Turner's a couple of weeks. So just keep an eye out for that, all the good stuff. Uh, go with him. Have a great Happy Mother's Day.